This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 73, Position Yourself. Welcome back, everybody. We're so happy that you are joining us. This is Becky Higgins and Becky Proudfit. That's what up? who we are. And we're so stoked to be with you yet another week. How many of you are listening every single week? Dang. I am. I really do, though. <laughs> I listen back to us all the time. I feel like we have so many listeners who come back every week and who are regularly interacting with us on, yes. on social media, letting us hear their thoughts about the episodes. And we so appreciate that. We love hearing your feedback and your thoughts about about what we share. Yeah, the iTunes reviews, which you'll share one in just a moment, are so meaningful for us. They definitely help the podcast and its growth. Um, I just want to say that the DMs and the comments that we both get on Instagram are equally meaningful. And that's yeah. actually where we can engage with you. iTunes reviews, we can't engage. They're there and they definitely serve the community because they help people to understand what um, if the podcast might be for them based on other people's recommendations and thoughts. Um, but the DMs and the comments on Instagram are so meaningful because that is where we engage. And Becky, I don't think you or I get a comment or a DM that we don't respond to. We're very yes. responsive. We're very mm-hmm. engaged with you guys as a community um, and on a very personal and individual level. It's just a very special thing to be a part of. And we love it so much. All yeah. right. Do you have a review for us, Beth? I sure do. Ooh, let's and hear it. This is from Heza Lee. And she heard, the title of hers is Just Overall Joy. This podcast is full of joy, great life tips, and fun. Not every episode speaks to me, but that's the beauty of podcasts and being able to pick and choose the episodes that interest you. I appreciate that the sponsors are even things that I actually like checking out. While I'm not the same faith as these women, I so appreciate their approach to life and their role that their religion plays in their life without being preachy in approach. I know I'm late to the game in joining this podcast, but I'm glad I found it. Well, we're glad you found it too. We're so glad you're a part of this community. And, you know, I think proactivity is such a big thing because she's, she said that not necessarily every episode is her favorite right? That, that it's for her, right. whatever the word is. That's how I feel when I listen. I have a, a handful of other podcasts that I enjoy. And with every episode that I listen to, I take a moment to reflect afterwards. And I, and sometimes I think, you know, that wasn't maybe like my favorite, favorite episode, mm-hmm. but it's not up to the podcaster to inspire me. It's up to me to be inspired. And so I take up that proactive approach and I go, okay, so what did I pull from that? Even if there was one teeny tiny little thing that spoke to me, whether it's something that they said or not, what can I pull from this? So anyway, I love that she thinks the way that I think that way. We're very similarly minded. And um, that's how that's how we can be more inspired in our life is taking that proactive approach. So anyway, thank Amen. you. My goodness, what a sweet iTunes review. Okay, let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. Raise your hand if you're a busy woman on the go. This could look like momming littles, juggling family and career, running errands like it's your job, traveling the world, or just doing your own thing, whatever that looks like. Good chances are you've got things to do, people to see, and places to go. 
For this very reason, our love fast with Rylapak continues. You've heard us talk about how we don't go anywhere without these perfect backpacks, and that's still true, friends. They are literally perfect in every way, and that's why Ryla is always on both of our backs. And the clear pouch organizer set, uh, yeah, they're just as essential to us as the backpack itself. And that's the other thing. Purses are fun, and there are some really cute designs out there. But after years of back pain, I knew that if I stopped creating a lopsided situation for myself by carrying a bag with one strap over one shoulder, that symmetry and balance would be so much better for me. And it totally is. Our podcast listeners always have the opportunity to save 15% when you shop with Ryla. The code is Becky15. The website is rylapack.com and the products will quickly become your favorites too. Man, okay, so this is an interesting situation, may I? Yes, you may. All right, so if you listened to the last episode, you caught on to when Becky was sharing what she was talking about, which I didn't know about ahead of time, because that's kind of this groove that we have found and loved with podcasting. Um, You might have caught on to the fact that what I thought I was going to do for this episode was so, so overlapped with what Becky, you ended up doing, what you prepared. And it was so perfect because if you made it to the end of the episode, and I'm sure you do every single time, you would have also known that like I figured it out. Like while she was talking, I realized that the reason why I lost that inspiration was because I wasn't supposed to do what I was doing the way I was doing it. Right. Because you were doing it the way it needed to be done. And I am doing a follow-up to that conversation about identifying your truth. And I am now going to be doing an episode. I'll lead that content called document your truth, which we'll do here in the next couple of weeks. So the cool thing about the story is that, um, you know, last night at the time of recording this, it was about 1030 at night and I was really wrestling and David and Porter and I were hanging out and just chatting, shooting the breeze. I was scratching Porter's back as I do every night. And, um, Oh, I'm so thankful my 17-year-old likes me to do that. (laughs) That's precious, (laughs) It's like my favorite thing ever with him. Anyway, so the three of us are just chatting, and I said, okay, I just got to change the subject really quick. So, and I kind of was doing this facetiously, because I, like, David and Porter are, my, my whole family, they're very supportive of the podcast, but they're not invested in the you know, the thought the of it. creation of the content. No, no the, like they yeah, just yeah. trust me. They just know that I'm doing my thing and yeah. they're supportive and that's great. So I kind of was bringing this up facetiously and I said, so guys, I got to change the subject really quick. I, Becky and I are recording uh, in the morning and I am not, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not feeling like I'm supposed to do what for weeks now I thought I was going to do. Right. So what do you guys think I should talk about? So you can see why I was kind of like joking I a like little it. bit. Because like, yeah. what are David and Porter going to add, right. right? Porter did not blink. He's like, mom, you should talk about how to make money. And I was like, what? Okay. Like, like do you know me at all? Like that? No, yeah. like that's not my love language at all. Like that's yes. not why I exist. It's not. Anyway, it's just me and money. It's a, kind of a quirky thing. It's kind of a complicated relationship. Kind of a complicated relationship. Honest. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that's a whole episode in itself. But anyway, that was my response. It's like, why? What? And he's like, well, it just seems like that's like what a lot of people listen to podcasts for is they want to know how to make money and be successful. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Okay. I get, yeah. wh- I get what he's thinking. And I, 
appreciate that that's a perspective that he has on his mom that I, not the money part, but that I, I would know how to share that with people, right? And then David, who equally, I didn't think he was going to chime in, said, no, actually, like, you really should talk to people about, like, going after your passion. And I was like, okay, so guys, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have even asked you because, A, I'm not going to talk about how to make money, and B, follow your passion. Like, I know that I'm living that, but I don't know how to teach that. How do you teach, like, following your passion? And he's like, I disagree. Oh, well, okay. And so I'm going to bring you up in a second. Okay. So then, so then David, David proceeds to go. And this is where I was like, oh my gosh, I love my family so much because they were so invested. Oh, that's I was half joking asking them and they literally changed the trajectory of what I was going to do and recording this episode. And everything I'm sharing with you is not just backstory. It's part of what we're talking about. It's all part of it. All part of it. So he goes, babe, when we were in college, do you remember what you were doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? What I was, I was what do you mean? Like, and he's like, what were you doing? You were going to school and you were working, but every spare second you had after I made you do your homework, because mm-hmm. that's a true story you need to know about David Higgins. Mm-hmm. He made me do my homework and made me get better grades in college because by golly, I was paying for it. And yeah. I better like, but I was getting so distracted with these other things that the I was pursuing. projects, mm-hmm. yeah passion project he's like that's what you were doing every spare second you had you were lettering Mm -hmm. and I was like yeah he's like do you understand that because you were sitting there and you were lettering calligraphy creative lettering like you were pursuing your passion and had you not been spending time with that you would have never been in the position to when you met the editor of this magazine and met her mother you would have never been in the position to just hand her all the stuff that you had been working right, on. Right, and say... Do you see where I'm going with mm-hmm, this? Totally. And so now the wheels are spinning in my head, and I'm like, oh, I get what he's talking about. Yes. And that's where this phrase came into my mind, which we're naming this episode, which is position yourself. Mm. So now I want to share that story. I want to finish out that story that he was referring to, because I don't right. know how much detail you know and I don't know that a lot of our listeners know this story I've shared it but it's been a while right and this is the story of how I got the job with creating keepsakes magazine back in 96 okay 1996 man I'm old I was in eighth grade (laughs) just saying (laughs) I graduated the eighth grade in 96 are you serious you were out conquering the world and I was (laughs) learning how to use zit cream I don't think that we're that different in age, but thanks for the reminder that, yeah, a good half a dozen years or so we'll do it. That's awesome. Plus I was, you know, really young in my, in my, anyway. Okay. So there I was. So there I was. There I was pursuing my passion and lettering and scrapbooking and, you know, and really what I wanted to do more than anything is I wanted to teach people. Mm -hmm. I loved it for myself. I found all this joy in what I was doing, but I wanted to teach people. And so I'd spent all this time and I was doing this thing and whatever. Now let's back up. I was a college student. I was working. I was working a couple different jobs. And one of the jobs I had was that I was a nanny for a family and they had eight kids and they were in the next town over. Mm -hmm. So it was perfect because it was nannying college too. You did? Yeah. Nannying is the best. It really is. No, it was like super great. Like, well, I'm going to change my mind. I don't know that I thought it was the best. Okay. My experience was great. Do you want to talk about your experience? No, no, I don't. (laughs) I just realized nannying. And I'm a thousand percent certain that the person I 94 has is not on social media and does not listen to the podcast. Okay. I became very acutely aware of what I did not want to do. Oh, 
That's awesome. And it was very valuable. So let's frame the story that way. Yes. And stick it with was. that version it of really the story. It really was. It was yeah. very valuable to say, okay, well, that is a place I would rather not go. So here's what's cool is my experience was the opposite. Yeah. Because I got to see a family, a full family experience, and I was in the thick of it outside of my own family of origin. Yeah. And so the Evansons, to me, were an example of things I did want to do. Yeah. Some that were different than my family of origin, some that were the same, but man, I I love that family still with all of my heart. We still exchange Christmas cards every year. And I learned a lot with the Evansons. So um, where I'm going with the story is that, you know, this was a few hours a day kind of a gig. It was great, whatever. I was nanny. Um, what was unusual is one weekend, the Evansons were going out of town, both of them, yeah. um, the parents. And so they invited me and David to stay because we were, I was married at the time, finishing out college. And, um, they said, Hey, can you guys stay with the kids over the weekend mm-hmm. while we go to town? Sure. Great. No problem. So it was just normal experience, you know, great, yeah. great time with the kids. It was over a weekend. So we took them to church, to their congregation. And as I'm sitting in church, this older woman starts talking to me and she's like, well, tell me, tell me again what you do for the Evansons. And I was explaining it. And she goes, man, my daughter could really use someone like you. And my first thought is I don't have time for another job. Like that's cute that she's wanting to hook me up. But she's like, she's this editor of a brand new magazine. She's got these two little boys and she's pregnant with her third. And I was like, wait a second this story sounds familiar because yeah. creating keepsakes magazine was brand new, just, you know, probably a couple of issues into it. Yeah. And, um, and Lisa Bernson, who is the, the founder and, and co-creator and the editor in chief, I remembered her talking about having two boys and yeah. pregnant with her third. And so I was like, wait a second, is your, by any chance, is your daughter Lisa Bernson? Because I was in school in yeah. Utah and I, the magazine was based out of Utah. So right. I was connecting some dots. She's like, yeah, how do you know? And I was like, oh, I am, I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm the biggest fan of creating Keepsakes Magazine. I was the first subscriber. And she's like, well, I'm Clarine Downs and I work in the subscriptions department. So I'm the one who signed you oh, up. And I'm like, awesome. stop it, right? So we were having this great moment. And it was just so fun. And and she's like, well, well, tell me, like, where, where are you coming from with this? And I'm like, and I just explained, you know, I love scrapbooking and telling stories and and preserving these memories means so much to me and I love lettering and and that's a creative outlet within this hobby and I just kind of was talking shop with her a little bit and she said well you should share your stuff with me and I'll show it to my daughter and I was just thinking okay this is a cute mom who like I've got a mom too yeah exactly (laughs) I've got a similar mom who's just so proud of her daughter and and so I I'm like well that would be amazing. Well, guys, this is the point. Because I had been working on all of these lettering handouts, essentially, because I wanted to share them. I wanted to teach them. Right. I literally was at Clarine's house within two hours mm-hmm. after church. I had them. Right. I did the work. I had positioned myself for an opportunity that I could have never seen coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't go and apply for a job at Creating Keepsakes. My story is different. The path was different. But that meeting with Clarine was certainly not just a, an accident, right? Can I also offer that when she said, um, yeah, show, give me your stuff and I'll show my daughter, you could have very easily, which is what I think a lot of people would do, would say, oh, okay. And then never done anything. Right. No follow-up. I love that you were there within two hours, Mm -hmm. that you were like seizing that opportunity. Seize the day. Because I think the unseized opportunity is something 
most of us look back and can be like, man, why didn't I like really see that through? Well, I would invite all of us to think about those moments that we've had where we did not seize an opportunity and not in a shame regret sort of way. I want us to acknowledge that we've done that because I want us to be a little better about seizing those opportunities and positioning ourselves. Well, and recognizing them for what they are, the gift Mm -hmm. that they are, those opportunities. They are gifts. Mm -hmm. They absolutely are. And I am really grateful to David for bringing that story up, sharing that with me and reminding me about that because then my next thought as I was realizing that I was completely doing a 360 on the entirety of this episode that we were going to be creating the following morning, I was realizing something that you had said to me recently. and. You called me out on it. In fact, you were hiking and you texted me. And you're like, I got to get this off my chest. Oh, that was a good one. What'd you say? That what was, was the powerful, essence of what you said? Um, I was listening to a podcast and listening to some things that were really inspiring me. And, um, and I just texted Becky because she's very humble and she's like, I'm not, I'm not a business coach. I'm not a, like that, that businesswoman hat she wears to be, if I'm being honest, is, is probably where your biggest insecurity lies of like declaring yourself to be like a business expert and I was I just felt very prompted to tell her in that moment you are a business coach like you can teach people how to pivot in their business and how to realign and shift and and innovate because you have innovated every step of the way in your business and that's a skill you have you've always done it it's not like this is new and you totally could coach people on how to do the same thing. And then I said, I'm not saying that's right or you should do it right now. I just felt impressed to tell you that you have that set of skills. Dang. Basically. Why are you such a good friend? I didn't need I'm to. just the best, Listen, really. I was also on my deathbed when you texted that. So, yeah. you know, we're talking energy. I you wouldn't read it for 10 days. <laughs> I read it that day. But, you know, from an energy standpoint, I was on the floor, right? Yeah. Technically, I was in my bed. But I was at my lowest of lows physically. And so when Becky sent that message, I was like, wow, this is out of left field. And also, man, I'm so grateful for friends who help their friends to see things in themselves that maybe they weren't looking for or wouldn't recognize. Or and- maybe even a little afraid to mm. like save for yourself. Okay. So I wasn't going to go there. But, yeah. but you called it. Like that, that probably is one of my greater insecurities is mm-hmm. not – doing business, but claiming myself as a smart an expert, a business woman expert, or yeah. an expert or even a great boss or all the things. Yeah. I have a whole lot of insecurities. It's a about- complicated relationship. <laughs> That's going to be our new code phrase. It's a complicated it relationship. It is a complicated relationship. Dang. If there's a complicated relationship in my life, it is actually that with my work and with money mm-hmm. because I don't want that to be, oh gosh, we could go deep there. Okay. That will be another episode. That's another episode. So here is here. So you've got Porter saying, you should talk about how to make money. Yeah. <laughs> and David saying, you should talk about following your passion. And then Becky's little voice in the back of my head going, you can help people like with with business coaching and so this is not an announcement I'm not going into business no. coaching and it formally. wasn't a pitch when I, I no. wasn't pitching her I just felt impressed to to say to her like you need to recognize that you have this gift and I think because that voice popped back into my head in that moment that Porter was saying something and then David said yeah. something and then you're like hanging out with us there kind of in spirit I was like okay all right like I get it 
I'm going to do it. I'm going to do This is yeah. what I got to talk about. And so I shared that one example of lettering and how I was positioning myself to then land what I didn't even know was a dream job. Right. right? And so that's not everybody's story isn't going to work that way, but it's a small example. Now, in the work that I've done, I could give you a lot of examples of how I positioned ourselves. But we're sitting here across the table, Becky. So I'm just going to share a few examples of ways that we together Mm -hmm. have positioned ourselves for really great success with this experience. Make make sure I'm clear about what I mean by success. I'm saying the experience is successful. We have, you know, we are listened to in 53 countries. We've hit one, we're now at 1.1 million listens with just over a year of doing like that to us is successful and dollars don't matter a wink, but there are dollars also. Right. Right. And so we've had this great experience and I was thinking about how we've positioned ourselves. Both of us have positioned ourselves to be very open-hearted and very open-minded. Yes, and because correct. of doing that, and because of living a life that is open-hearted and open-minded, mm-hmm. we both were very open to this, to receiving this pivotal, pivotal inspiration, um, first with me and then with you, because you could, you had to have been open mm-hmm. for me when I brought up the idea of a podcast yeah. for you to even think that that was even like possible. But I like what you said in kind of taking back to like the lettering. That wasn't like something I decided to be that day. Right. It's something that I've been practicing and working on for a very long time. Exactly. And that's the point is that if we're constantly living our lives in this way where we're positioning yeah. ourselves and seizing opportunities, then then things will happen that would not have otherwise happened. It almost like unleashes God's ability to like bring things into your life and bring opportunity in your life because it, I I bet, I bet that someday when we're all, you know, done with this life and looking back, we're going to be able to more clearly see like what maybe God was trying to do in our lives that mm. we might have missed mm-hmm. or that we might have not recognized or we might have let fear hold us back. And um, really, I think being open makes you keenly aware of what is being literally placed in front of you. Totally. If that's what you want. Yeah. But you don't have to want it. Yeah. And I think that's what David was bringing up with mm. me is he was saying, you'd be surprised how many people have this wishful thinking. They really wish that their job was better. They wish that their marriage was happier. They wish, they wish, they wish. And he's like, I think you would be surprised how many be, how many people don't take action on their wishes. Ooh. And I was like, okay, yeah, now that I could... Mm-hmm. talk about because yeah. I just don't wish without taking action. And I'm not saying I'm perfect in this. I'm saying like, I believe it. I believe it with all of my heart. And I have so many experiences in my life. And because this was such a last minute turnaround for the way that for this content, I, I don't have like a ton of different stories that off right. the top of my head, cause I haven't had a chance to even really think, but I do have some, and I was thinking about us, like I said, and in the last episode, you mentioned how we went to this thing called Alt Summit. Mm, yes. Right? It's coming up again in, is it March, I think? March. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are an entrepreneur, if you are thinking of it, yeah. yeah, a creative, you don't have to be a business owner, but any, any, just look it up. Just go to altsummit.com probably or whatever. It's basically the most amazing people on the planet gathered in one place. It's, the most beautiful place. It's amazing. And don't be intimidated. Just, no, but. I was intimidated. Yes, and that's why I'm saying it don't. The most, <laughs> um, it is the most amazing, um, warm, open, uh, progressive like environment where you will go and learn and get free knowledge from people who you never thought would just give you all of their 
love and support and tricks mm-hmm. and tips for free. It is amazing. Well, I mean, it's not for free. You pay to go free. to the conference. You pay to go to the conference. Right. <laughs> but you stay overnight. But and people you are generous. People. Oh, my people gosh. Generous, people And we were generous being there oh, and the sharing that we did. And the reason I'm bringing up Alt is not to plug Alt, although I, we would plug we Alt. We would plug Alt all and we are. day long. But the reason I'm bringing it up, Beck, is because that was an opportunity that you first seized. Because I have heard about Alt over the years, and I just never thought it was like, the priority, right? Mm-hmm. And then you took it upon yourself to seize that opportunity to reach out and to just, you know, to explore that as a possibility, which then led to us being invited to come mm-hmm. and do what we did with... Um, well, and I think it's important to note too, I reached out to Alt. Literally, we, uh, my, our friend Melanie Burke and you were having a conversation and I was like, wait, what is this? I've never heard of this. And then I literally reached out to just be like, hey, I just found out about this conference and it was literally like a month away or something. So it was kind of too late for us to register and do all that. And I said, I super um, late actually. Yeah, it yeah. was way late. I, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm bummed that I'm not gonna be able to make this year work, but I just wanted to say what a cool thing. Like, it's so cool to know that there are people like you doing things like this. And I just wanted to say like, great job. Like that's really rad. So pause, Becky, you could have just thought mm-hmm. that's interesting looked into it, thought, that's cool. Or looked into it and thought, there's no way in heck I have any business being there. Which, right? Like, maybe that thought crossed your mind. <laughs> totally crossed my mind. Right? And so that could have been the end of it. Again, circling back yeah. to what David was bringing up with me. That is where it ends for a lot of people. Yeah. So we're just talking about alt, but let's take this story and let's yeah. let's dive in. You could have stopped at that point and been like, well, that's interesting. Not sure I'm worthy to be there, but or that's really thought, cool. That's so cool. Right. Yeah. But that's where it stops for a lot of people is with the thought, whether mm-hmm. it's positive or negative. They stop with the thought. You didn't stop. You reached out and you actually expressed that to them. Like, this is just really cool what you guys are doing. And I just wanted you to know, like, yeah. this is amazing. That's it. Yeah. And then that, of course, opened doors and then the invitation. And then we went now yeah. full circle to us being at alt. Yes. And we were only there for what? 36 hours. No, it was like, it was, I got off a plane and went straight to Alt from Spring Break to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And Becky just kind of like, hey, we're coming, we're going to Alt. I'll see you in six hours. Like, yep. very last minute. I, I literally mm-hmm. think you're right. I think we were there like 36 Like, hours. it was, it was really quick. It was very last minute. Yeah, it was the tail end of Spring Break, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that. And we road tripped from where we are near Phoenix to Palm Springs, California. Nice drive, whatever. Okay. In that short whirlwind of a time, how much magic did we experience? insane okay and where's the magic did we learn some things yes Yes. the magic was in the connections that we made because listening are you guys Mm -hmm. listening we positioned ourselves there yeah right so every step of the story that we've just outlined and that's why i was asking you to share your pieces of this have positioned ourselves to not just be at alt and soak in as much wisdom as we could in a very short period of time but we saw people that we already had relationships with and some that we didn't that we admired and adored and did we crouch back in the corner and look at them with admiration and think oh i wish i had an association with her i wish someone would introduce me you guys, we pretty much tackled people to the ground in our love. No. And, I, yeah. you know, I, I've made a yeah. lot of relationships and connections over the years. And you are a lot newer to kind of this space right. in this world. That networking. All these people. Yeah, networking and that sort of thing. But both of us were equally showing up and saying and, and saying to people how much we love them in all sincerity. and not And we didn't just stop there. 
How many episodes did we record in that 36 hour? Four episodes. Four episodes. Six hours. And you guys, that's we weren't there to record. We were there. But we also positioned ourselves by Why? putting the equipment in the car, even though there was no plan. We brought the equipment. We positioned ourselves. You see the recurring theme here, mm-hmm. right? So this is what it means to position yourself, to take action, to seize the opportunities. And, you know, similarly to our experience in going to Alt, you and I both separately have attended brand school, mm-hmm. right? We both have independently hired a business and marketing coach, mm-hmm. multiple sometimes. Right. Um, these are things that we've done that are... In some ways, there's an investment of money. Mm-hmm. And this is something different for me than I had done before. My invest- right. All of the money that I was investing was in production, right? Yeah. And hiring people and this, that, and the other. It, it's very expensive to run a business or to do it the right way. And um, this past year or two have been pivotal for me and that I was taking initiative to invest money in myself, as a brand differently yeah. than I had done before. Has it changed my life? Yeah. Well, and when it's when changed my life, guys, let me be clear before you say that. Let me be clear. It's changed my life, not, not grown my business. business. Yeah. It has changed my life. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that all these things, what they all have in common, working with the business coach, the different opportunities, um, people that we tackled with our abounding love. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that that all has in common is we're investing in people. That's correct. And investing in, you know, Mike Lemieux, who we both talked about was our, each of us worked with individually as a business coach. Part of investing in Mike as a coach, there was a financial component to that. Absolutely. um, Because it is his work. But at the heart of it, it's investing in people. And it's investing in what, what people people's light, people's goodness, what they have to share with the world. And it's really latching onto that. Well, and what are we here to do? We're here to amplify, amplify. Mm. And we're here to Becky's word of the year. And we're here to inspire each other, to share with each other, to lift each other, to love each other, to learn from each other, to teach each other. And so to invest in connections and invest in other people yeah. is such a blessing. And I, I invite you to ask yourself how you're doing with that. Mm. How are we doing with investing in other people and investing in yourself and really prioritizing connection in your life? Let's what take it down to like, like, well, let's take it down to like the alt summit thing. And I'm not saying this cause I did it and I'm awesome, but like, but you did it. And a you're lot awesome. of people don't have, may not feel like they even have a reason to be at alt summit or a business coach. And that's totally understandable. So let's take it down to like, how do you how do you use that ideology to invest in people in your life? So your kids, let's take your kids teacher. That's the first one that came to mind. Your child comes home and they're doing their homework and you didn't have to help them. Like when that happens for me, I'm like, "Oh, man, that teacher's amazing." But how often do I take action with that and then write that teacher an email and say, "I just wanted to let you know how thankful I am for you." And the fact that you clearly are honing your skills as a teacher and working towards that every day, because my child is really benefiting from, from being in your classroom. Can I tell you the flip side of that story? What? I have a teacher right now in my life, cruise teacher, who has proactively been the one reaching out to me to tell me something amazing that she noticed in crew that day. Hmm. She's done this a few times and that's so special. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your position is. If you feel like you're the giver or the receiver or the whatever, be that person who doesn't just think the thought. Say yes. the thing. Say the thing. Say open the thing. Because what that does is it opens a connection. It and does. And then in turn, when you live that way, it opens doors. Mm. 
Open your heart and it opens doors. Love is an open door. (laughs) Taking it back to Anna. (laughs) You guys, do you know that we actually did go see Frozen 2 that day? I sure did. Which episode that was that we were talking about it when Becky's like, we're Anna and Elsa. And I was like, oh my gosh, we are. And we did. We we took our kids and we went and saw it again that day. I kind of want to see it again. It was magic. Okay. So speaking of these events and kind of investing in relationships and stuff, that reminds me of another person that we love, Allison, Mm of the Allison Show. And um, we both separately attended a brand school that she puts on, Allison's brand school. And one of my favorite things that she said that I really love, and I want you guys to hear this, is she said something along the lines of, people have asked me how I got to this point where I'm on a stage talking to people about how to run their businesses and build their brands and da 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 She's like, I built the stage and I stood on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys, if that's not an epiphany. It sounds so simple, it right? It sounds so simple, but she's so right Allison built the stage. She didn't wait for someone to say, you're good at this, right? Mm-hmm. Go, going full circle back to what you were bringing up with us and are we experts at podcasting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are because we say we are. Right. Right? Allison built the stage and stood on it, period. Oh, I loved when she said that. Right. And you guys, that is truth for you. Now, we're, we're talking about some business examples and I have some thoughts to share on non-business application of this principle we're talking about of positioning yourself. But if you are in business or thinking about in business, I would, I would advise you to take what Allison said to heart and build a stage and stand on it. That is literally how I built my company. Mm-hmm. I just did it. I didn't wait for someone to say, you're good at what you do and you should do more. Right. I felt the burning desire in my soul to offer solution people and I just did it. You seize the opportunities. You don't let them pass you by. So let's talk about some non-business examples. Okay. Hiking. Mm. Okay, because we love to go there. Love me some hiking. We love to do it. We love to talk about it. But most of all, we love to do it. Hiking, agree or disagree, positions us to be receptive to inspiration. A hundred percent. Did you just go hiking this morning? Just went hiking. Did I feel like it? Absolutely not. Movement before motivation totally and did you feel inspired absolutely every time I do it it's putting on it's it's me presenting myself to say like I'm ready to receive inspiration Mm -hmm. I'm ready to be inspired and because I position it that way I always find what I'm looking for you are positioning yourself the second you lace up your shoes and especially when your feet hit the trail Mm -hmm. now we're talking about hiking specifically just think about your thing for us we happen to have that common passion hiking opens us up to inspiration, whether we are alone or with other people. It's like, it's inevitable, right? And it's so good for us physically, but equally beneficial is that receiving of inspiration, that open-mindedness, that open-heartedness, that fresh air, all the blessings that come pouring down because we're hiking. And guess who gets us on the trail? We, We do. Just ourselves. That's it. Yep. So that's us seizing our opportunity. That's us um, positioning ourselves. And I think about the same thing when I'm when I'm sitting in church. I tell my kids for years. I I always say I actually use this line on one of my kids. Um, oh, I don't know if you know which line I'm going to say. Do you know the line? I believe I do. Yes. Do you want to do it or me? I believe you're going to say that um, the thing you say about church isn't boring. Like it's up to you to get your your inspiration from church. 
and it's not someone's job to like use inspiration Mm -hmm. and entertain you it's your job to be open and receptive and look for the inspiration that's right and I did use that on one of my kids this week good (laughs) I invite all of you who are parents to use this with your kids and this is yourself this is not just about church but I'm giving the example a lot of you are church going people it when could I even be, dare I say, mm. about podcasting. Okay. You listen to a podcast and you're like, I just wanted to listen and be inspired. Yeah. Well, that's great. We can present the best information in the world in the best and most perfect way possible. It's not up to us. Right. To inspire you. Thank goodness. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's up to you to take what we're saying and infuse it as inspiration or, in your life. Or it's not about what we say at all. It's not Mm -hmm. about what anyone from the pulpit says. It's not what anyone on the stage of a TED Talk says. It's up to us to be inspired because we're open, right? And sometimes the inspiration is going to have nothing to do with the thing that someone else is saying. Right. And so, yes, the line I use with my kids with church sometimes is, we aren't going to church to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's up to us to get from this experience. We will get from it what we put into it. What yes. are you putting into it? What are you putting into your podcast listening or your audiobook listening or your TED Talk watching or your whatever? Like, what's sakes, your role? Cooking dinner, like whatever you're doing. Yes, absolutely. So there are a lot of, you know, I want your wheels to be spinning about these examples in your life that are kind of more everyday. And especially if you're not in business or you're not thinking entrepreneur thoughts, so this principle is so applicable in so many areas of your life. And I, I want to bring up the example of friendships. You know, mm-hmm. you mentioned in the last episode, Becky, that a lot of women resonate when, when you talk about this on social media, a lot of women have expressed that they have a difficult time with adult relationships. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to oversimplify this, but is it possible that sometimes in our lives, we are not taking the initiative to be the one to invest in people. Yes. And not just in a way that you think you need to invest in people, but maybe the way they want to be invested in. Right? Correct. I literally wrote about this today. Okay. Is we get precious Share. about it. Okay. And, and when we, you say write about it, you're talking about, is this a on post Instagram. on Instagram? Okay. On so Instagram. you guys can go back. A, a part two of a, a two part series. Okay. Please insert your thought on this. Um, is that we have expectations and there's a lot of like, you need to, you know, have high expectations for yourself and high expectations for others. Well, what an expectation really is, is not just saying, I, it's not just saying that you need something where truthfully we don't, we're not very good as, as a people, as a race of, of expressing ourselves and our needs very articulately. And then even if we can do that, we're expecting someone else to love us in the way that we receive love when the much better thing to do is to wash away all expectation and instead be looking for the ways that they actually express love because we all love differently and we all receive love differently. And um, this is kind of like the dichotomy of happiness is like seeking out what you actually want to find, I guess. And that, that does sound like it's over oversimplifying it, but particularly with friendships, I can have really high expectations of how I think a friend should show up in my life. But I have to remember that those are my thoughts of how I think a friend should show up in my life. I shouldn't be showing up in someone else's life just because I want them to reciprocate in kind. I don't bring you dinner because I'm banking on the fact that when I'm sick, you're going to bring me dinner. Mm-hmm. Would you? Of course you would. But that's not my motivation and reason for doing it. Right. Friendship is not like a 50-50 equal trade-off. And, and sometimes there's one person who is 
you know, the, the one who reaches out more and that's, that's okay. That's good. Like that's, it doesn't have to be equal and having expectations that are a unrealistic and B make it difficult for people to love us. All it does is build walls around us and it makes us offended and it makes us hurt and it makes us think that people don't love us when really there's love and beauty and all these things coming towards us. Everyone has an offering and everyone's offering is different. And so your job is to figure out what people are actually offering you and recognize it as acts of love. I have an and to that. And do it, girl. And please don't let the thought of what Becky's talking about get in your head in a way that becomes a roadblock from you actually taking action. This is what I mean. Mm. Don't get so caught up in the, but I don't know what their love language is. I don't know how they want to receive love. I don't know the style of friendship that they need. Okay, you, don't, that, you don't need to know that. You don't That's need to point. know that. You don't you need to know that. You show up as you. The yes. end. Yes. You show up as you, the end. Get out of your own dang way. Just love people. Invest in people and love people. Love people in the, the way, way that you love that people. feels right to you. And in that moment. Because it's true to your integrity when you do that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> it's so good. You guys, do you feel this? It's so true. It's so true. So if you are in that place of struggling with adult friendships and feeling like you don't have a soul sister or whatever. We're not saying that you're not enough. We're not saying you're not doing enough. We're asking you to look inside and consider all these things that we're talking about Mm -hmm. and consider if you are showing up as you the end. Like, can you just do that? Can you just offer something? We have a friend whose son died suddenly in a tragic accident years ago. And everyone was, he was a teenager. I mean, Mm -hmm. this was the most devastating experience and we were crushed. Everyone was crushed. And there I watched and I saw some people completely retreat because they were so mortified to do the wrong thing that they Mm. did nothing. They did nothing at all. So you know what I did? I was inspired to just show up. Was I intimidated as heck? I was so intimidated. Because I'm sure you didn't know what to say. Exactly. What does anyone say? She's one of my dearest friends. And I still was like, I don't even know what to say. So was the right thing to retreat and say nothing? Was the Mm -hmm. right thing to have it all figured out before I took a step to seize an opportunity? No, my job was to show up. And what that meant was physically showing up at her door and as awkward and uncomfortable and crushing as that moment was, all I did was loved her. That's Mm -hmm. it. I had no words. I loved her. I hugged her. We wept together. The end. Is that all that we can do sometimes? Yes. Now, believe it or not, this comes to an end. This is, this is a shorter than usual episode because it came so last minute and I could talk about this for days, but I hope that you're feeling the value. Mm -hmm. I want to end by offering three ways to position yourself and none of them need expansion. Awesome. Just need to know that these are the three things. If you're like, okay, how do I take the action? Yeah. Yeah. Number one, acknowledge what you're wishing for. Catch yourself having wishful thoughts. Like, I wish I were this. I wish I were better at that. I wish I were pursuing this. I wish my job were different. I wish I were more honored as an employee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Allow yourself to dream, but acknowledge your wishful thinking and catch yourself thinking the thoughts. Right. Okay. So when you do that, then step two is take action. So simple, guys. Choose just one thing. Choose the one thing. Show up to the friend's house. 
reach out to the person, say the nice thing, write the letter, do whatever it is to take yeah. the next step. Um, and number three, actively stay engaged in your passion. And this goes full circle to my great husband, David, who inspired this idea in my mind to talk about this because he said that in my way of living life, I have always prioritized exploring and pursuing my passion, no matter what that has looked like is not creative lettering right now, right? We're talking Mm -hmm. about something that was 24 years ago. Right now it's different. I love home decor. I love telling stories on Instagram. I love um, hosting and having friends gather in our home, right? There are things that I'm pursuing regularly. So that is, that's what I would invite you to do is actively stay engaged in your passion, even if it's in very small bites. Love it. <sighs> Love it. Back. do you feel good? I feel great. Okay. Between your last episode and this one, I feel like this is evidence that we both are speaking things that are so true to us, and our job is to get out of our own way and just say the things, and your job as a listener is to be actively engaged in the listening by really paying attention to what stands out to you. And with that, friends, we thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings you feel, and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on, and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. You're backwards. (laughs) No, I'm not. You are. You're backwards. Sounding good. At least I'm sounding good. How do you sound? I sound great. You actually do. Do you want to go get the minky? Do you want me to go get the minky so that you are not touching the microphone? Where is it? Um, David's is in our bedroom. You'll just see it on the chair. David got a minky. Everybody got a minky. Everybody should have a minky.